Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle DeTeach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I am your host, Coach Danny D. And today we have a very special guest, Ty Solvent, right? Solvent, yes. Solvent, Solvent. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sure we get it right. And, you know, just before we started recording, I, I shared my running joke about my last name and my husband and how, you know, I, I've been blessed with a new last name that I have to spell and pronounce and repronounce. So, um <laughs> the the gifts that we get from from our, our wonderful husbands which is a great segue into our topic for today. So today we're going to be talking about marriage and it has been a topic I've wanted to, you know, touch for a while because I know how important my marriage is to um just being a support for my business and mm-hmm. You know, people compliment that all the time, but I, you know, I hadn't had an opportunity to really bring it into this space. And this was just the right moment. We had a, you know, perfect synergy moment with Ty. And um, I'm going to introduce her so we could just jump in because I'm I'm excited about the conversation. So Ty is a passionate mom of six, six, girl, six. <laughs> <laughs> She's a prolific author, a steadfast advocate, and I can definitely account for her being an advocate in the local community um, and a trusted advisor. She uses her experience from personal and professional domains to champion causes for women, children, families, and the community. Through her company, Time with Ty, she advises women to bolster motherhood with self-care and transcends the normative perception of motherhood to include self-love and compassion. That that is a perfect that is a perfect summary. I've I've known Ty for a little while, and just you know every encounter has been um, amazing, and also just a reminder of the importance of self and self-love. And to be a mother of six and still be a champion of mothers putting themselves first is just absolutely amazing. So welcome, Ty. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited to be here and super excited to talk about this topic. Um, Again, I I usually share on one of a few topics, right? So I'm either talking about self-care, about self, and it really is care for yourself or your marriage your family, and your community, right? And just looking at opportunities to elevate the way that we care for each of those areas in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I love your perspective on all of that because it's always so um, 
just like fun because you know I, I know like you have your time with Ty where you have those fun events and you know it's always comes from a place of fun and I think that you know sometimes we forget how to have fun yes or we think we relegate that to kids yes right? the kids can have fun but once we're parents once we're adults there's no time for that because we're so busy being adults I say except for New Orleans around Mardi Gras Right. Well, yes, you know yes. how to have then, fun then. Then we remember. <laughs> then we remember. Then we remember. But I want to get adults, you know, just focusing on having fun all year round. Awesome. Awesome. So I just want to dive in on marriage. Um, And do you believe that there's a space in this society that, you know, is kind of, you know, telling us all the time that you kind of got to pick one side or the other. Do you believe that there's a space for us to have successful marriages and successful careers or businesses? Yes. And a part of that comes from the same energy and time and money that we pour into other areas of our life, we need to also invest in our marriages. Sometimes it's very easy for us to think, well, we love each other and that's enough. Like that's the beginning. Right, (laughs) right. That's just like a prerequisite. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I tell a really dear friend of mine all the time that marriage is hard and I love my husband. Mm-hmm. I love him something terribly, but it's still difficult and it requires work and commitment and time. So the same time that we invest into growing our careers or raising our children, we need to pour that into our marriages as well. And I really challenge people to think about, honestly, think about how much time are you pouring into your marriage? And I don't mean that you, I don't know, are riding in the car together or like you can't come unless you're having a meaningful conversation. Right. Right. Like, right. You can't. Not the default time. Not. Exactly. We live in the same We see each other every day. Exactly. Exactly. But how much of that time and energy are you pouring into your spouse, into getting to learn them? Because we are always growing and changing and evolving. And sometimes we treat our spouse the same way we did when we first met them, right? Like we think, okay, we know this. We know how they're going to react. We know what they're going to say. We know what they think about this. But when we make all of those assumptions about what we know, that doesn't allow for them to have grown and changed the same way that we have. Right. And I think just even flipping that on its head on the other side of that, that we have an expectation for someone to know that we have changed, that we haven't vocalized. Like, so, you know, I've known you for 20 years and for 20 years, as far as I know, (laughs) this is how you feel about this or this is, you know, your answer to this question and we never check back in and 20 years has passed and, and, you know, now they're throwing out a different answer and we're like, well, where did that, where did that come from? Uh, okay. So I have, so my husband and I never drank coffee. 
So we'd be out at a dinner after dinner. They're like, would you like coffee? Oh, no, thank you. I mean, when I tell you for like the first 15 to 18 years of our marriage, it was the same answer, right? One night we're at dinner and they were like, would you like coffee? And I was like, oh, no, thanks. And he said, yes. And I was like, yes you you when did you start drinking coffee right like and it seems like something so little but again people change right it's like so I mean you wasn't gonna (laughs) tell me or there's a bag story like you know it's like so I'm with you like you know 90 percent of the day (laughs) How has this never come up? Exactly. Exactly. And I must admit, I would it took me a minute only because it was it was one of the things that we also kind of bonded over, right? Right, like, right. No, like we don't we don't drink coffee. We're not coffee drinkers. And he's like, Yes. <laughs> well, Mr. Man, what else don't I know? Look, okay. Well look, let can we take inventory real quick? <laughs> right? Right. Um and so if it can be something and something that little. Mm-hmm. Right, that in the big scheme of things is insignificant. It can also happen in those larger areas based on different experiences or education or awareness or openness. So it really is important that we continue to get to to know our spouse and to ask questions, even if we think we know the answer. Because maybe their favorite movie has changed. Maybe the genre of movie that they enjoy Mm -hmm. has changed. Maybe they are open to listening to or reading a book together where earlier in life they may not have been. So sometimes we can miss out on opportunities to grow because we think we know the answer to a question. Yeah, I think, yeah, that that is true. And I've had a couple of those moments where I'm like, wait, hold up now. (laughs) <laughs> and it's really funny because like you said it's insignificant in the grand scheme of things but then it's also when you feel like you know a person really really well and something comes out that surprises you then you start to question like okay is there some other things that I might have missed along the way or whatever and like for me I started you know, kind of like when you have a job and they do, um, you have these evaluations, you know, so often I kind of started doing that. Like, okay, are you good? Is there anything that, you know, that's bothering you? Is there anything that I could do differently? Is there anything that you are interested in that, you know, maybe we've never talked about before, but just like, you know, reevaluating those things. Cause they, I mean, you know somebody for 20 years. I mean, their things are bound to change. Yes, yes. Um, so, again, when just thinking about that balance, the other thing, especially as we become mothers, it's easy for us to think, but he can wait. The baby's mm-hmm. easy now. He can wait. He's an adult. He can wait. Right. And clearly, if it's over changing a dirty diaper or nursing your baby, yes. Right. (laughs) You can you can wait a minute. But I think that we forget how much we take away from our relationship to focus on the baby. 
right? And mm-hmm. that does, I think that that does two things in a relationship. That one, it does start to like, just like these little bitty tiny, kind of like that death by a thousand cuts, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bitty tiny. Well, then maybe they don't ask you the next time they want to talk or want some attention because you're going to make them wait. The other thing that I like to remind parents is that we are teaching our children how to be, Mm -hmm. right? So how to be in relationship, how to be a good partner, how to communicate in a healthy way, even when you disagree. So when our kids see that they come first all the time, they also expect that in like their future relationships. Yeah. Right. As opposed to saying, you know, we uh, we tell our kids, you know, it was us first. Right. (laughs) Because of our love, we have you. And one day you won't be here, but we still will. Right. So we need to pour into this like healthy relationships take time. So we do get a date night. And we do invest money into ourselves. And, you know, you will see dad come home and kiss mom first before we he comes and greets the kids. Because in those little things, you show mm-hmm. where where the order lies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just when you were saying that, the thought that came to mind was, you know, like you say, we, you know, can you wait a minute? I don't think that we realize that minute extends until that house is empty again exactly like that's that's kind of what happens and then you see couples try to figure it out once it's just them again it's like oh like okay who 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 are you again <laughs> like and try right. to pick it up from there and not realize you know what like i i said a minute and i never came back <laughs> exactly right and i think that as mothers, we feel justified because we we were focused on our kids. But what I often like to think is, what if that she were on the other foot? And what if I wanted his time and attention and he kept telling me to wait? How accepting, <laughs> right? Nice. I would be of that. Or, you know, at what point would I be hurt and and wonder, well, how long do I have to wait? And I think sometimes, too, um, shift in responsibilities so you know we feel like we have to do everything and it's not going to be right if we don't do it if we don't touch it if we don't you know we have to do everything and I that one creates a greater workload so that wait becomes longer and longer because you know I have all these other things in the queue before I can get back to you but two, it um we're exhausted. So even when we get back to you, we're not a hundred percent. But I think by shifting responsibilities, it it gives the you know spouse an opportunity to one understand what you're dealing with, right? And so be a little more compassionate. Well, yeah, I can be more patient, but it also alleviates some of your workload so then later is not so far away Mm -hmm. and so I I know that that was something you know I probably learned later than sooner but that shift and that letting go and knowing that 
you know, it might not be done the way you would do it, mm-hmm. but it's done and you didn't have to do it. And now you can, you know, if we tag team this, then now I'm not tired, you know, when it's time for us to spend time together or I, now I'm more likely to be like, well, let's go out and do something. Let's go out and grab dinner. Let's go, let's sit and have a conversation. Cause I got time to talk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some ways that you recommend for couples like looking at, okay, you know, I got kids and then I got, you know, cause then you got to add the, the, the business or the career path to that as well. So we don't always have the, you know, more, you know, traditional old school of, you know, the mom taking more of the household and, you know, the husband out there, um, working is, you know, everybody's doing everything. So how do you then create those moments in your relationship? So a couple things there. One is really having everybody operate from their strengths, right? So when we look at whether it's business tasks or household tasks that need to get done, as opposed to those traditional right? You do everything outside of the house. I'm going to do things inside of the house, right? You tackle this activity. I'll tackle these activities. Like, look at, honestly, what makes sense for each person? Because my husband enjoys cooking, right? So he'll come home and cook sometimes if dinner isn't ready by the time that he gets home. And, you know, there are times when I like to do, you know, some projects around the house, um, when he's reading a book to the baby. So mm-hmm. one, like really challenge, like who's supposed to do that job. Right. Right. So that's the first one. The second one is, again, really take your time, like, and, and protect it. So for us, we have Thursday night date nights and we come home, the kids get settled, and then we go out. And they know that we are going out every Thursday um, unless, you know, somebody is sick. Now, if we choose to, there have been times when we have gone upstairs, locked the door to our room, put on a movie, and had some popcorn, and just enjoy time in the house because you don't have to physically leave the house all of the time, right? right? Especially when your kids are younger and, you know, money may be tight and you're sitting here competing with finances on, well, we can hire somebody or we can go out. Like we can't do both. Right. Right. So then you get creative and then you tell the kids, oh, you get a movie night once a week, right? Where you get to make a fort in the living room and put on your favorite movie and listen to the soundtrack after. And then you go have dinner. Right. right. With just your with your partner. Right. Um, the other thing that you can do is to one thing I like activity I like to do is to just dream as a couple. Right. Spend a few minutes and just imagine if you had a million dollars, how would you spend it? And then how would your spouse spend it? Hmm. Right. Exchange those lists and see how accurate you are on those. And then step back and say, okay, so we can't do this tomorrow, but what can we do to help us get there? So if that means that 5% of the budget goes into a special fund 
for covering these activities. If that means that you get creative and say, well, you know what, we really want to spend a weekend away without the kids. What if we reach out to a friend and we watch their kid one weekend and they watch our kid one weekend so we can both make that happen for each other? Right. So sometimes it takes a little bit of creativity and figuring how to accomplish those things. But many of the things on your list, you will find that you can scale back and do them in some small way. One of the things that we have going on this month is we have a 75 day marriage challenge. So think about that 75 day hard challenge that was going around, you know, a couple of years ago that was really popular. They have a couple of things, like a couple of concepts that I really liked about that, but I also love structured flexibility. So like we have like some structure, but then flexibility because you need to do what works for your relationship. If something works seven on and seven off, you can't, maybe you can't do a date night every Thursday night. Right, right, right. (laughs) Some of that time, somebody's not there. Um, Or if you work opposite shifts, maybe you have to get more creative in how you find time to spend together, but that there are ways to do it and Again, it's it's going to look different. So whether or not you want to, you know, read a scripture about marriage once a week or listen to a podcast about marriage once a week or have this fun date night or these just in-depth questions that you can sit and reflect on or play a game and do a puzzle mm-hmm. together, right? There are certainly times when a date night is great. And um, or a double date is great. And you want to go out with some friends and that just provides a different level of entertainment and fun for you as a couple. I think it's great for couples to have a mentor couple. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Get somebody who's been married five years, 10 years longer than you. So you can kind of see what's down the pike. And then you could mentor a couple who's been married five years less than you. And say, oh, no, see that you think it's a big deal right now. But But it's really not. It's really. (laughs) No, honestly, I have a friend and she um, refers to me as her wise counsel. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it like, you know, she's like, I talk to other people that I know that are married, but I, I know that you are going to give me the right advice. And is because I'm just, I've always been that person. I'm like, you could be my friend all day long, but if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You know, like, I understand you're upset, but that doesn't, upset doesn't equal right. You need to say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> upset doesn't equal right. Sometimes you're wrong and sometimes you need that perspective, especially you know, how quickly, you know, in in this society, how quickly we will jump out of relationship over something that's not that big of a deal or something that might be, let's say, a big deal, but not in the way that you think. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sometimes what you're arguing about is not even what you're actually arguing about. It's something else. And if you can remove yourself from the anger you can see what the something else is and you can address that thing because sometimes, you know, there have been times when I'm a mid argument, I'm sitting there like, 
this he not even talking about what I'm talking about. Like we're not even talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, like and, and you, you you're upset because I'm mad about the thing I'm mad about, but I'm like, that's not even what he's talking about, even though his words are saying this mm-hmm. is something else. Yes. And and being, you know, mature enough to step back and like, okay. Cause when we hurt, we say things that, you know, don't always align with how we really feel. We just say what comes up. And so it's, it's not that you're upset that I, you know, did this thing is that you felt like I didn't consider your feelings. That's what you're really saying. If I'm listening. Exactly. Exactly. But it's so easy to not listen and hear what the underlying root cause is and just go off into a tangent and then we get defensive. And like you said, when we when we get hurt, our normal reaction is to hurt back. Right. Right. Like we want to strike back when when we feel that we're wounded or that we end up trying to protect ourselves and building up this wall. And I do remember a point in our relationship where I could feel myself like pulling away. And I was like, okay, wait, no, like we cannot get apathetic in this relationship. When it gets to the point to where I don't care, we have a problem. Yes. Right. So we never want to get to that space because does it mean that you can't work your way out of it? Absolutely. You can. Um, I, you know, if if you believe that God ordained marriage, that I mean, there is nothing that you can't work your way out of. But do you want to? Right. 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 No, it, it's, it's about staying in that state of mind of like, you know, staying in that state of mind of. Above all else, I want good for you. Yes. And even when I want to like strangle you, I still want good for you. Like I will, I will walk away and I will (laughs) come back when I don't feel like that. But I want what's best for you. And I think, you know, that it takes a lot of maturity to be able to put your feelings at the moment aside for the the long term. Mm-hmm. Another great technique is to actually just write a letter to each other and share like all of your feelings about this specific topic, right? It can't be about everything. You can't say, well, and then you, and then right. when you, <laughs> and then, right? And five years ago, I don't right? know if you remember it, but... <laughs> Right. So pick it. If it's that, you know, you were feeling unseen, right, then you you go through and you write a letter and you share that, you know, and you ask your partner to write on the same topic and then you exchange letters and read it twice. Read it once with your head and then once with your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't focus on grammar. Because the quickest way to get somebody to shut down is to be like, well, I mean, you spelled this word wrong. Right. Like, okay, all right then. Okay. Right? Right? Door <laughs> like, okay. Door closed. I've seen people do that. Like, somebody posts, like, this beautiful, like, you know, post, and they're like, but it's there. And I'm like, really? Like, you just, you just missed all, okay. All right. That's right. Great. So, you read it twice, <laughs> and then you have a conversation from there. 
Because yeah. what, what that allows is you to understand what it is that your spouse is actually upset about or bothered by or concerned about, right? Without, because sometimes what happens is you start an argument or you start a conversation and then like you get defensive and you actually never finish talking about the, the, the topic at hand, right? Because now you're like, but I didn't do that. Well, the last time, well, do you remember uh-huh. when you did it? And right. So, okay. Like, like let's take, take a minute. Let's understand what's really going on and then have a conversation about that and figure out how we can move forward together. And I've never done that like on purpose, yeah. but I have by accident. And I like, when you said that, it made me think about it and it did take the conversation to a whole different place because I can remember being upset and frustrated and feeling like the, the, like you said, the, the dialogue just kept being this back and forth. And I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. And I couldn't sleep. And so I just wrote out this long message. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is the message has no back and forth. It's just, me just expressing my thoughts and um and my husband came back and you know, like after he read it he was like I didn't mean to make you feel that way and then we could have a conversation that there was no um there was no emotion you know heightened emotion let's say it like that yeah. to obstruct the actual point of what was being said and it didn't feel accusational it didn't feel you know it just yeah. was it just was, these are my thoughts. That's it. And so, I mean, I can attest to that. That is a very good um, way of furthering the conversation. Yes. Yes. You know, certainly another tip would be to watch a movie together and kind of talk about the characters in the movie, right? And what they, oh, but you know, the problem was the communication, right? Or the problem was he belittled her or she was always sarcastic with him and he, that started to hurt, right? And then you can recognize yourself in things that you may be doing. Something that you mentioned earlier about kind of with these check-ins is that, right, every once in a while I'll have a conversation with Derek and say, um, okay, like, is there something that you need from me that I'm not giving you? Right. Right. Or is there something that you need help on that I could help you? Now, here's the thing. When you ask for help. Right. Um, And that help is to help you to grow personally. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that growth doesn't feel good. (laughs) Right. When we think about iron sharpening iron. Right. That's That's not that's it's a painful, balls. right? right. It's, it's a painful, painful experience. <laughs> right. Well, especially um, having your, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, having your flaws reflected back to you, that is challenging enough. But then to have it reflected back to you from the person you love the most. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could be and a little. Hopefully trust the most and know that they have your best interest at heart. So when they're saying it, it's not because 
they want to hurt you. It's not because they like think about all of those negative things from when you were younger, right? Or a kid, you know, mm-hmm. they're not bullying you. It's because they want the best for you and they want you to be the best version of yourself. So there have been times when, you know, Derek has said, no, like you, 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 you can't do that. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I can't do that. Like I, I can do what you do. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. But, okay. Right. But what he is saying to me is Ty, you have enough on your plate. Ty, this isn't the time to take that on Ty, like I know I know my limits and I know that I'm going to be here to support you and I'm not in a place to support you with that project right now right like because it sounds like a whole lot of we about to do this <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you I, I'm tapping out so yeah. unless you're able to do this by yourself <laughs> which I know better, (laughs) then we not about, and it's so funny because with my husband, he's not going to say it. It's just a look he has. It's a look that he has. He will not say a word, but when I see that look, I say, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) let me reel it on in. It could be a project. It could be me and Target living my best life. And I look over and I see he won't even necessarily be looking directly at me, but it's just this look. And when I look over, I'm like, well, let me put three to five things back. (laughs) He feeling a way about this. You know, but but it's also, that is also important too, like paying attention to your partner and the things that aren't being spoken. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times it takes a lot for somebody to say something out loud. There may have been cues prior to that statement. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so knowing, hey, I have to kind of also know my own boundaries and not cross those lines, like not wait for him to say you have crossed the line. Like, I have to, you know, be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, I'm way, like, because sometimes I'm way past the line. Like, the line <laughs> is nowhere to have be, been seen. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you got to do better. You got to do better. Like, uh, another day we'll have to talk about my Target obsession and why <laughs> I had to give up Target up. Okay, man. Like it was not, it was not pretty. In certain places, I say jokingly, I cannot go without supervision. So, yes, me. And my my son is usually a better supervision than anybody else because he will say he calls them ludicrous financial decisions. Are you making ludicrous financial decisions again? I love it. And I'm just like, really. And so now he's finally of age to like, you know, he has his own job and his own money. So when I see these packages showing up at the house, I'm like, do you look real ludicrous? I don't know. <laughs> so that's our like running joke. But it is just, you know, you you have to be mindful of your spouse as well. Because I feel like a lot of times we are, you know, fully engrossed with everything that's going on with us. And we know that they are our support. 
And especially, you know, I know there's that meme going around, like, you know, if you're married to an entrepreneur, um, you're secretly hired into the business, you know, especially, I mean, it's guilty. It's true. (laughs) It's absolutely true. But with all that being said, it does take being, you know, mindful on our own of the needs of our partners, because if you, you know, have, you know, the type of husband that I have, it sounds like the type of husband that you have as well, they are going to make sure that we are supported and that we have what we need. Mm -hmm. But we have to make sure that we're doing the same, that we're, you know, making sure that they have what they need, that they are, you know, supported in all they do. You know, I remember when my husband was getting his, um, his master's and I joked when he got the diploma, I was like, I feel like it should say Mr. and Mrs. Where is the, (laughs) where is the, you know, because, you know, that was a big undertaking for him. And it was like, okay, we about to stay up and study and we about, you know, like, and so um, he doesn't always take on big projects like that, but I do all the time and so I'm going to always support him in but what about those little things you know what I'm saying like it's easy to do in the big things because you Mm -hmm. see it and it's in front of you but the little things like you know the you know making sure that he's encouraged making sure that you know I'm not putting too much on his plate when he already has too much on his plate um, so it's being mindful and, and that's a constant thing. That's not a, like, set it and forget it. Like, there's exactly. times where I'm like, you might want to sit and reevaluate this. I don't know if this is, I don't know if we up to date on all our shots. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. We need to look at this again, you know? And, you know, one of the points that you brought up earlier, specifically with entrepreneurs, whether you're in the, you know, development phase or you're having this big period of growth, it's so easy for us to lose track of how much time we are pouring into the business and taking away from the family, right? And so deciding, like setting your upper and lower limits and saying, okay, If I worked a job somewhere, I would be there from nine to five, right? Maybe I can't do nine to five right now, but maybe I can do nine to seven and make sure I shut everything down at seven o'clock. So now we have family time. And instead of thinking about, but I could be, I mean, I I could just send an email right quick. I could just, right? Because you always can just do those things, but you could also spend some time with your family. You could also go for an evening walk. You could also work on a project. You could also, right, those little things that you were doing when you were dating and you just couldn't get enough of each other. Right. 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 No, definitely. And I'm, I'm, when you said about, especially in that early phase of business and, you know, just looking back, there's so many things that I would have changed because it became almost like its own living monster. Like everything was that. And it's like, you know, I, I, I even when I was not there, you were there, <laughs> I was there. 
And even when, you know, when I'm with family, I wasn't my best self Mm -hmm. because I was worn out from what was going on with the business. And so I do agree just in like looking at that scope of like what, what space am I allotting for the different phases of my life? And I think that some people, you know, I, that is, I don't want to say unavoidable, but it's a little more difficult in the initial stage of growing up. That's the most challenging time. I mean, I think it's, you know, if you think about if you already, I mean, well, you know, you have six kids, if you already have kids, and then you have a new baby, that new baby gets, you know, the bulk of the attention over all else. And I think that that's the same thing with a new business. But I think the problem or the mistake a lot of us make is we never transition out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As your business grows, you should be setting it up in a way that is, you know, sustainable without you having to be the entire everything 24 seven. And if not, I called it into question. And the reason why I said that, regardless of marriage, regardless of kids, what kind of life is that? Exactly. exactly. If you become, you know, essentially you becoming a slave to the business mm-hmm. and it should not, you know, outside of, again, the initial startup, it should not be like that. So, um, you know, just bringing it kind of full circle to that work with ease. You have to create systems. You have to get teams. You have to have some plan to get you from this business owns me to having a life and remembering what those people look like that are at home. And, you know, and this goes for our career women as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's some people that I, there was some story about this um CEO and she like missed all of the like all of her kids life and I was just like that is so I don't know how she feels about it but that to me was very sad like she decided she wanted to go the career path she um her husband positioned himself to raise the kids which you know I'm that's not where my problem was my problem was that then she went full throttle career and the whole family, kids, and all of that just kind of went to the wayside. And then, so it's like you didn't even get to experience that part of life like that, you know. And I think that there was somewhere that you could have still advanced in your career and not lost your family, you know, in the process. Right. Right. So I remember, I feel like there are a lot of memes I'm seeing lately about how, you know, like your boss wants you to work like you don't have kids. Right. And then you're supposed to like parent like you don't work. Right. Right. And those are impossible. Correct. And so, you know, it's it's protecting that space. You know, it is knowing those limits. And sticking with those limits and setting boundaries, which can be difficult for, especially for women to do, whether it's yeah. at home or, you know, in the career or in your own business. And we like we will just like keep pushing and pushing and just like draining ourselves 
right? And then you realize that like one, you might not even like who you are anymore, Mm -mm. right? Because when you're not fed, when you aren't, you know, well-rested, when you aren't filling your cup, it's very hard for you to do all of those little things with love the way that you used to. Right. Because it, it starts to, there starts to be resentment, mm-hmm. um, or frustration, mm-hmm. and then sometimes misplaced frustration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you know, I know I think of my, like, home as my sanctuary and you come home and then there's a whole nother job that you have to do once you get home and you're already tired from the job that you were doing before you got there and now when you when that 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 you know point of frustration explodes it's on the people that you you love because they're the ones that's there when the breakdown happens Mm -hmm. and you know it's just it I think that we're taught that it has to be this way and it doesn't have to be that way. You have control over what that looks like. And like you said, those boundaries that you set to make it be different. And sometimes I know y'all are used to me stepping on toes. So if you got sandals on, you know, you might want to move your feet real quick. Sometimes the biggest culprit is us. Yep. And, you know, I've learned that the hard way, like you, a lot of times it, you control your calendar. No one else does. You control what gets on there. You control what you prioritize. And we are guilty of trying to please people or there is some satisfaction that we get out of people saying oh my god I don't know how you do it all look right and I mean that used to be like you gave me a gold star and now like I've had people say that to me recently and I I will laugh and they're like you know why are you laughing I'm like because I don't like I absolutely don't, and I intentionally do not. And and they're like, no, I see on social media that I, no, I am doing things mm-hmm. that are aligned with my purpose, and because I am not doing so many things, I am more successful at the things that I am doing. So you see posts about this getting finished and this being done and this, you know, being completed because I am doing less things. Mm -hmm. And ironically, it seems as if I'm doing more things, but we have to take back that, you know, control and like I have a calendar detox challenge that we do and you know this is um a February episode that we're going to be doing the first round for this year in February and that's what we do we like we peel that back because the reality is you're kind of doing it to yourself mm-hmm. right and we feel like like you said that's what we have to do to be successful when it doesn't have to look that way. And the other part is 
how are you defining successful? And when is enough enough, right? So if you left a job to have more time freedom, but now you're working for yourself and have less time, right? And sometimes it's, again, not not deciding when enough is enough. Because if you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, these are my three goals. I have accomplished those three goals. So the rest of the time that we have this week, this month, this year, can be poured into us. Right. Into our families, into our relationships, into our community, Right. It's not that you have to go out there and and keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger because there's opportunity there. Right. So definitely define what success looks like for you. And for me, it certainly includes a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. It includes spending time with my children. It includes me volunteering in my community to help create the type of community that I want to live in, right? So even if I didn't meet this, you know, projection for this quarter, but I did those other things, I had a successful quarter, right? And that's that's the new way that I look at success. So to me, success is like a rubrics. And it is a rubrics that, like you said, it's holistic. It includes all the things that matter to me. And I am successful when those things come together the best. And so while I still set, you know, quarterly benchmarks and all of that stuff like that, that dollar amount only matters to the extent that it furthers all of the other things. So if I was wildly successful in every other area, but I was $2,000 short of my goal, hey, you know, I turned down jobs in in my other business. I turned down jobs often because if they will disrupt that rubrics, then I have to turn them down. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's some situations where the job is just, it's going to wreak havoc on everything else because it's last minute, because of maybe the type of client, whatever the reasoning is, it's about to turn everything upside down. And sometimes that thing, it, that that dollar amount, while it might be nice, is not worth that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's putting all of those things in perspective together. And I think um I think it's so important that, you know, that you do that because once you do that, it makes everything else a little bit easier, in my opinion. Like, you know, when 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 opportunity comes my way. I can clearly see if it's a a fit or not. Yes. You know, I can look at it and say, you know what, if I look at the things that I say that I value, the things that I'm trying to move the needle on, this thing is not it. And now I don't have to worry about that. And I don't lose sleep about it either. I don't, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a fit. It, it, 
could have been an amazing opportunity for someone else. Exactly. But if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. And that, and be okay with that. But we, I think most of us look at success as the arbitrary things people have told us it is, whether it's in our marriage, in our, you know, mothering, in our, um, in our businesses, you know, people say it, if you hit, you know, six figures or seven figures, if you hit a million, that that is success. And maybe it's not because, I mean, I could, if I took every job that came my way, I could, I could easily hit those numbers, but it, would that be good for my household? Would that Mm -hmm. be good for the other areas that I'm, you know, growing in the things that I'm working towards? No, it wouldn't. And so therefore that's not, I can't just use that monetary, Mm -hmm. like, you know, indicator of success. Absolutely. And I think, you know, another thing when thinking about this is that there are times when we can, you mentioned earlier about the need for systems, but there are times when because we don't know how to do something, because we want to do all of these pieces ourselves, whether it's because you want to be the one being complimented for right? I can't believe you did all of that. Uh Or like whatever the, you know, it may be that we aren't working as effectively and efficiently as we could, right? So if you knew, okay, you have six hours a day to get this done in, then like you wouldn't waste three of them, right? (laughs) Because you just didn't feel like it, right? Right. You would prioritize those tasks and whether that's working with a coach, whether that's partnering with a friend who's in the, a similar business, whether it's having a mentor who can help you in your business to make sure that you are using your time as effectively as possible so that you are not spending 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day working on your business at the expense of your health and your spiritual life and your marriage and your familiar relationships. And now you can't hang out with your friends anymore because you're so busy because you're always right. Stuck in this, in this wheel. Right. Right. And I think when we were talking the other day, you mentioned this and just now a thought pops into my head um, about um, us learning how to value our time. And one thing, and I don't do it anymore, but I did it for a while. And it was, I think, more for me than other people. But what I started doing was when people would reach out to me for a little bit of my time. <laughs> and a little bit of your time always turns into a lot of bit of your time. And, you know, it, it it adds up. But what I started doing was the same way that I would send a client a scheduling link, I started sending people a scheduling link. Hmm. And it it did two things. One, it showed them that I value my time. But two, it was a reminder to myself that you have to put a value on that time because 
that five minutes always turns into an hour and, you know, you have to put that value there of your time. And when we say we don't have time to spend with our spouses or to go out to eat or, like you said, to go hang out with friends, if you add up all that little time that you're just giving away freely, mm-hmm. you you will find that time that you know you you have for the for the people that are supposed to be at the top of your list. Exactly. So I remember, um, and I feel like we I haven't gotten these in a minute, and I am very appreciative about that. But I would get these. I would call them my homeschool 911 calls where mm. I'd get the parent who was frantic and wanted to know this information about homeschooling and just wanted to, right? And so I'm, you know, it's like I take the call, I'm kind of fielding, okay, and, you know, how old is your child? Six months old. Mm-hmm. Look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. So my equivalent to that is with my balloon business, I will get people, I had somebody ring my phone three times in a row, first thing in the morning. And I'm like, what is happening? And I I usually take calls by appointment. I don't usually just take calls for that very reason, because people will call just to have a conversation Um and that it, it just becomes disruptive. Like I can't, like I was in the middle of something and now mm-hmm. you're telling me about this event, but you're not ready to book this event or anything. You just want to talk. So anyways, the person called three times in a row. I'm nervous. Like, is this a client that, that, you know, I missed or like, is there an event today? Are they like, did mm-hmm. I miss something? So I'm nervous. So I finally, I get up, I answer the phone and they're like, hi, you know, I just wanted to get in touch with you. I'm thinking about doing balloons for this event and my wedding is next year. And I'm not a morning person, Ty. And so I was just, <laughs> I had to pull everything in my being together to say, oh, okay, thank you for your call. And here's where you can go and put in your information and we can follow up and but yeah, I get I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like it's like this was urgent because Right, right. And so again and, and so I would like you said, I would talk to somebody and because, you know, being a, you know, parent, being in that place where there are all of these unknowns and of course you're afraid about like screwing your child up, right? And being extremely empathetic, that I would take that call. But right, it did I did realize that, well, wait a minute, now now it's time for bats and bedtime. Like I miss the whole family game night because Because I, I was, was talking to you about your situation and I think it is just you know again like you know I'm an empath I you know I care about people so it's very difficult for me to you know draw that line in the sand but I mean at the same time there have been so many occasions where like you said I look up and I'm like well it's midnight and you know (laughs) I hope my family had a great evening. Um, right. And right. so is, is, you know, as an occasional thing, 
that's fine. But as a regular thing, that's, you know, problematic. And so it's like you have to find those boundaries. I mean, sometimes everybody's going to have that moment. They need their friend. Yeah. And that's cool. But you have to find that that balance of, okay, just like they need their friend, your your, your husband needs his friend too. Hello. Hello. Maybe right. he had a long day. Maybe he wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we just, just not taking it for granted because, you know, I can't even imagine like if it was gone, <laughs> like I can't even, I don't want to think about it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So making sure that you do the things to make sure that it sustains and make sure that you are taking care of each other and make sure that the that the the worst thing that you don't know about them is that now they drink coffee. You know, like <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, I want to be sure that there's nothing deeper than that. Like, you know, I can deal with the surface things, but like I mean you know, have you just, you know, are you like all of a sudden an Atlanta's fan? Like, I need to know that. Like, <laughs> that changes things. I mean, I, <laughs> I need to know. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Um, so I think a couple of things before we wrap up is one thing to keep in mind is there's no valedictorian of life. That's one of my favorites. I love that. Right. And while you can, okay, so if you say, okay, so there's no valedictorian of life. So look at your six areas that you're working on. So I'm not going to get A's in everything this quarter. Right. So I might, okay, so these things I need to focus on. I need to prioritize. I'm putting my time and energy there. These other things, they might get B's or C's, but then you need to rotate it out. So, you know, in the um, spring, we'll have a child graduating from college. And so we'll have more of our time, focus, and energy going there, right? And so maybe we miss a date night or two because we are doing some graduation prep. But once we're done with that, we make sure that we get back to us, you know, and don't I remember being really new in marriage and putting these unrealistic expectations on us, right? Like, uh-huh. again, right? So it's like if we didn't have a date night every every week, then something was wrong in the relationship was was not great, <laughs> yes. right? And it's like it, it doesn't have to be like 100%, right? right. So we, we are aiming to make sure that we are working towards this, and but but not perfection, Right. right. There, you know, we are. We you, are all- you also don't want it to become an obligation. Yes. You know, like you want right. it to be something that you're excited about that is going to be fun. Not like, oh, Lord, I got to get dressed. Right. You know, like right. You, right. it's, it's not supposed to be that. Right. It's, it's just not like a check off the off the list of, OK, did date night. Right. right. It is something that, right, like you said, that you were looking forward to. Um, I remember early on talking to my husband about something and being like, do you remember when you used to? And he was like, oh, yeah, that was a part of the woo. And I'm like, I think it's time time for another woo. Right. Right. Let's, Let's get back to it. 
Right. So look for opportunities to woo each other. Yes. Right. Um, and does it again, and it, you can't go overboard with it. So it's not like every single day, right? That's right. Just, because then it's like, all right, for real, look. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. That's enough of the woo. <laughs> like, I just want to watch Judge Judy and just sit here. Like, you're doing a lot. Like, <laughs> like I'm starting, like, all of the, the flowers, I'm starting to itch. It's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So again, so back to that, you know, the question in the beginning, it really is all about balance, right? Yes. Yes. Finding that balance, finding out what your spouse needs most right now and making the sacrifice to give that to them and vice versa. And, you know, before we wrap up, I just want to say, like, I love how you um, bring it to a very realistic level because, you know, I know um when I saw your talk about the, you know, self-care as well as, you know, the, 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 the marriage challenge, having things at different levels of price point of time, you know, because that's a reality as well. Like sometimes, you know, you may not, especially right now, the economy is, you know, changing, uh, you know, everything is more expensive. People are not seeing that in their paychecks and, Mm. You know, as a result, you may not be able to go out to eat every week, but knowing that, like you said, you can have the movie night, you can do something else, or even the little small gestures that you remember that this is their favorite candy or whatever it is, but that there are levels to it. So I love that as well. Like we have no excuses. You can't say, oh, well, I'm broke. So man, like you better get the egg and rice and y'all about to have a, <laughs> right? y'all about to have a, a, a struggle meal date. It's fun. Exactly. Or even the, the art of cooking together. Yes. Right. Get in the kitchen and do it together and make it a couple activity. Yes. Um, you know, and, Maybe it's an opportunity for somebody to learn how to cook um, or to challenge yourself <laughs> with a new recipe. You can go online and find somebody cooking something, right, and right. follow that. So even if you're both struggling in the kitchen. <laughs> right. But it's something to, you know, work through exactly. together. Yes. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. So I'm going to wrap up because I know we can talk about this forever. Um I'm going to do our wrap-up questions, and then I'll ask you a little bit about what you're promoting right now. So my first question is, tell me about your favorite pajamas. You know, I am a tank top and boxer short girl. So give me a cute tank and some shorts. I love it. I get it. It's so funny because everybody has a different favorite and they're like all my favorites. Like I got formal <laughs> pajamas, I got casual pajamas, and then I have like the shirts from like like when my husband was in high school. Hello. <laughs> and those are probably like my favorite. Um this year we'll be hitting twenty years. So some of those are um some of those are going by the wayside. <laughs> so they they've been around for a very, very long time. So we were right. together for a while before we got married. So um, yeah, those are like 30 year old t-shirts, but they, but they are comfortable. Okay. So tell me, um, my time freedom allows me to. 
to invest in things that are important to me. So it allows me to volunteer. It allows me to spend time with my husband and my children and my friends because they are equally as important to me. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Friendship is, I think, you know, I may have to do another episode just about friendship, but like friendship relationships are important as well. Sometimes we lose sight of that. And especially when we're married, you know, because we have the commitment to the children, the spouse. And then the friends get the, you know, they get the back seat. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do need to foster those relationships. All right. What is the best advice that you would give anyone seeking the profits in pajamas lifestyle? Um, I would say my top three tips would be to find a mentor. Right. So find somebody who has done it um, and who is willing to help you walk through it so that you aren't spending 16 hours trying to figure it out yourself. Um, Admit that even if even if technically you can do it all, you should not be doing it all. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Right. Hallelujah. So. (laughs) Right. Have somebody else do the website. Have somebody else do these other pieces. Um, because while it you can do the website, if it's gonna take you ten hours to do that, edit that one page, somebody else could get that done in an hour. Right. Your time is worth it. It's right. so easy to think, but I don't have the money to do that, or it's so expensive. But when you equate, okay, well, wait a minute. I paid them, you know, three hundred dollars an hour to do this. But it took me 10 hours to do this. Right. How how little are you paying yourself to do it yourself? And you could be doing income producing activities. Right. If you give it to somebody else, it frees you up to be doing income producing activities. And so, yeah. you know, you should be working on getting the money to pay that person. And if you're performing in that way, in your optimal level, it pays for itself. Yes. Yes. Um, And then that third thing is, again, define success. Yes. And know what you're, so you're not constantly chasing something bigger and something better that you lose sight of what's right in front of you. Yes. I love that. I love that. Because I do think that we get into this achievement hamster wheel. Oh yeah. And there's no end to it. And I think sometimes we don't think it's the end because we don't feel satisfied or fulfilled, Mm -hmm. but it's because we're chasing the wrong thing. Exactly. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, All right. So Ty, tell us what you have going on. I'm excited because I already know. So y'all get to know now too. So I have a lot of lovely things going on this month. Um, If you go to the website, timewithty.com, you will see that I rotate different topics each month. And February is all about relationships. So our book club, we are discussing How We Love, which is a fantastic book um, to help couples just grow deeper in their relationships. So book club is about marriage. We have a couple's cooking night coming up February 29th, 
where we'll get together as a couple. We have a chef who's going to come out, walk us through making a couple of dis different recipes. Um, you'll leave with a cookbook and a few other fun surprises. And it's just, it'll be a beautiful, a beautiful date night. Before that, February 15th, we are going to go see that Bob Marley movie, um, One Love, that I'm super excited to see. Um, so if you are a movie goer, grab your boo and join us at the movies. You can visit the website um, to sign up for any of these events. Again, we also have that marriage challenge. It's a 75-day marriage challenge. You can start it at any point um, in February. They have a, you know, a couple of different requirements. So you'll take a, take a relationship assessment because I like to tell you can't fix what you don't know. Right. Just like if you want to start tackling your finances, you have to do a financial assessment because you can't you can't change what you right. don't realize. Right. Right. So you do that. Um, you commit to talking to each other 10 minutes a day. Like 10 minutes a day. And when I was doing research for this, the number of couples, it was crazy. It was it was over 50 percent of couples who don't have like quality conversations for 10 minutes a day. Oh, wow. Right? Yes. And I'm like, we wonder why the divorce rate is as high as it is. I know. And I'm like, my husband probably like, girl, if you're going to be quiet. <laughs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the third thing in that challenge is to get enough sleep. Now, that number is different for each of us, but here is... That leg, that's some toes again. <laughs> Look, because, and I know, especially, you know, if you are a, a mom, usually at night, once everybody is in bed, is your time to think and decompress and watch something and do a little work. And I was in that cycle for so long, and you just don't realize how much it takes away from you, right? Because the next morning you get up and you're tired. And so then you eat and then, right? And you just, you start to just get yourself in these really, really poor cycles mm -hmm. to where it's depleting so many other aspects of your life. So really get enough sleep. And whether that's five hours for you or nine hours for you, get enough sleep. And then you get to pick your own goals um, right. that you're going to work towards. So whether it's financial or travel or um, just rediscovering or learning something new about each other, starting a new hobby together, it really doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that you do it together. So as you can tell, I'm super excited about that. The oh, I'm excited. Days. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, <laughs> you already told me about it. And then I feel like I'm getting more information right now. And I'm just like, and then you do what? And then you because it's, it's 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 one of your most valuable relationships and so you know if you're not pouring into it mm -hmm. and you know doing those things that like kind of keep up with you know one another and knowing what each other is looking for wanting and you know mm -hmm. I think we we think about it a lot on the superficial levels but not on the deeper um mm -hmm. really knowing this person as a whole person and mm -hmm. Um, and having compassion for them as a whole person. Whole person. Yes. So I am excited, Ty. I'm about to like I'm about to jump on the website and <laughs> click on all the things. You're gonna be sick of seeing me in February. Um 
But so I will say, uh, do you have like two more things? So one, all, all the blogs will be um, about marriage and okay. just a little, a little teaser here. February 1st is Derek's birthday. And I had a, <gasps> yes. my husband's birthday is February 1st. I'm so serious. Like, wow. Look at that. Like when you said, I was like, wait, hold up now. Wow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Look at that. Yes, yes. Two very special men born on that day. Yes, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> well that explains it. I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so there's a, a very special birthday surprise that I have in store for him that awesome. I will write a blog about because um, he is, at, I struggled with with getting him what he wants, um, but it will be worth it in the end, and it is it is an example of um, love and being open to yeah. your spouse and their needs. And yeah. so, I absolutely love that aspect of it. So you have to go check out the blogs. Um, check out that one like mid February to see what it is. Yes, I like I'm, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. <laughs> but no, I absolutely love it. Oh my God, they are birthday twins. That is so cool. <laughs> But um yes, so I, I want to thank you, Ty, for coming on, for sharing with us, for tackling this topic. I I really wanted to bring this because again, it's not talked about much. Most times, you know, people are talking about the other side of it that they they can't have a relationship because of the success of the, you know, business or their professional um, career. And it can happen. It may look, it might look a little different, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it totally is something that exists and can happen. But just like everything else, you have to put that time and that investment in it. It's not, you know, you don't just wake up and it just, you know, peaches right. and roses. You got to... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work at it and they got like they have some 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 moments that's not gonna make the highlight reels um you know mm-hmm. in any relationship I want to put that out there as well because I think sometimes we do see people um almost fetishize relationships long-term relationships mm-hmm. and not realize that hey no it's not just that we just you know, clicked and everything was everything and, you know, there was no more parts to it. Like anytime you put two people in a space together for an extended period of time, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it's funny as, as we wrap up, I was looking at those flowers behind you and it reminded me of the number of times that I have planted a garden only for it not to make it. Right. Oh, Jesus. Like, I plan every spring. <laughs> Girl, I used to. Uh, I had to. I'm like <laughs> every every right? spring. This year I was doing good. This year I made it all the way through the springtime. I was I was doing good, and then it was like 112 degrees every day, and I was like, heat oh well, look, that we wasn't my fault dome. this time, right? There was we we've never heard of a heat dome before. I was like, what is what is that? I'm like y'all making up words. Anytime right? my child took his hoodie off, I knew it was too hot. Hello. He so, was like, Mama, it's too hot. I'm like, it was too hot when it was 90 degrees. What are you talking about? But right, here, right. But thinking about that garden 
and you can you can go out and plan it and it look immaculate that first day so think about that as your wedding day right it's right. immaculate on your wedding day but if you're not out there weeding it and watering it and fertilizing it what's gonna happen uh, it's gonna <laughs> i'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen i'm gonna be planting again and <laughs> <laughs> right and we don't want to plan again that's you know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, I, I'm good with the marriage I have. I don't right. want to have to try and get a no. I don't want to start <laughs> over. Like I don't like. First of all, there ain't nothing fun about it. So let's let's be real. Like there's nothing fun about starting over that process. So <laughs> you you already here. Just do Hello. the work Weed, to keep water. it going. <laughs> just do the work to keep it going, and you don't have to struggle through this and. Explain to the man at the at the plant store why you back again. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> don't judge me. Just let me <laughs> let me get my plant. <laughs> but no, yeah, totally. You know, water the water your marriage, water yeah. it, fertilize it, weed it, because there's gonna be some stuff you got to pull out. Hello. They're going to be some thorns that you might get stuck. <laughs> right. But it's all a part of the process. And you just, if you're looking at the longevity, yes. if you're looking at the longevity, you know, then you just keep working at it and doing the things to make sure that both people are good yes. and both people are flourishing. Because, yes. I mean, you also don't want to have, you know, the one flower that's, you know, blooming and the one sitting next to it just just limp and just <laughs> right. Just you're like, well, what ha- what happened to you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. not that's not it. You want the that's whole garden. Exactly. Right. And know. so back to that analogy, right? And that with the thorns, you gotta prune too. Yes. Right. You got you gotta prune those, right? The, so again, yes, let us let us embrace that. Let us yes. Care of our marriages so they bloom like those beautiful flowers that are behind you. Yeah, they they fake though, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that skill set. Uh, but no, but definitely that's what And you know, and I encourage everybody to go on, you know, to Ty's page, click those links, do those things, sign up for those things because if nothing else, it shows your spouse that you are looking to do the work. You are concerned about, you know, making sure that they are a priority and making sure that, you know, that they're not feeling slighted. Like they don't feel like your 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 business is the other man. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. This was wonderful. It was great having you. I'm so I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so glad that we landed on this topic. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. All of Ty's links will be in the show notes. Um, and I will share my links as well. I mentioned the Calendar Detox Challenge. So that's going on in February, as well as my Goal Setting for Success um, Workshop. That's going to be February 18th. And then I'm also currently enrolling in my execution incubator. So if you are looking to be a part of a mastermind with other wonderful women that are focused on executing um, during this season, 
then that's going to be perfect for you. So you can go ahead. That's an application only um, program. So you can apply and um, we will get back to you. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at coachdannyd.com.